0: Hi, this is Betsy Beers. I'm the executive producer of Grey's Anatomy Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder. That's the TGIT lineup on Thursday nights on ABC. And this is Shondaland Revealed, the official Shondaland podcast for all of the Shondaland shows, and we're at the winter finale point. Hopefully, the people who are listening to this have watched the three winter finales by now. And if you haven't, you're going to be catching up on one of them because you might have been so exhausted by one that you had to take a break and then take another break. Um, But if you're listening to this, I'm going to guess you probably watched Scandal, which was one of the more amazing episodes of television I've ever seen. And I'm lucky enough to have actually convinced my favorite President of the United States ever and that includes all the living and dead ones and the real ones and also the fake ones Although I like Dennis Haysbird a lot. I still like you better um, My favorite president Tony Goldwyn's here on his day off He drove all the way over here to the studio where he has to come all the time anyway And yet he did this voluntarily of his own accord in a really big windstorm. It's very windy out. It's really windy, and as you all know, in Los Angeles, we don't get weather. So if anything happens, we talk Real about it endlessly.
1: Out. If there's a drop of rain, a gust of wind, it's, it's you know an earthquake, an earthquake, a fire. And it,
0: I mean, just. But, you know, a couple of palm fronds have dropped so far, and we had a 10-minute discussion about it when That's you came true, in. That's true, we did. It was very exciting. The palm fronds are very dangerous. They're very dangerous for anybody who isn't experienced in this. A palm In fact, don't even
1: come to California. Don't even. Because you could get killed by you a palm frond.
0: You could get a, a, a wanton palm frond. That's right. might fall from the sky and, and get you, but also, like, electricity's going on. It's all, it's all very, very exciting. It's not as exciting as last night's episode, though. That's true. And Tony today is wearing a gray t-shirt, which belies the fact that it's actually freezing outside. I
1: know. I didn't dress right this morning. Maybe you just... I need my mommy. Do you
0: need... (laughs) (laughs) And um, a nice pair of blue jeans and some... Black and white Nike sneakers.
1: You're right. I love that you describe, and it made me think about. It. I almost walked in here in a pair of running shorts, and I thought Betsy's going to say what I'm wearing, so I better dress up. So now I'm wearing See, jeans do, and a t-shirt. You look very,
0: you look very sharp.
1: Yeah, I'm in my Sunday you, best.
0: You look very, very non-Fitzy.
1: Non-Fitzy. That that's the goal.
0: It was like you're 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 Tony today, not Fitz. Yep, so that's it, right. It's it's worked out incredibly well.
1: People still call me Mr. President on the street, so. It's not That's kind of good.
0: Problem. That's kind of that's better than being called other things,
1: I think. <laughs> that's true. Puts a little skip in my step. It does <laughs> Mr. President, how are you? Hi Joe. I'm good. Hello, sir. Okay. It's anyways.
0: nice 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 to meet you under those circumstances. So this episode is kind of epic, I would it's say, true. in the history of scandal episodes. Because we finally got you guys together, and it didn't end so good at the end of uh, Baby, It's Cold Outside. ripped
1: us apart. But I'm so grateful that it took uh, 10 episodes. At the beginning of this season, I really wasn't sure if it was too much to hope for, that we would really get to see what would happen if Fitz and Olivia tried to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's been so great to get to explore that, you know, be careful what you wish for kind of problem of seeing the pressures that come to bear when Liv and Fitz really try, and how um, both the outside forces and their own demons kind of conspire to make it tragically impossible, or so it seems right now, right?
0: It just feels like, I keep going back to what Liv said in the most recent episode, but also she said earlier, which is the idea of this isn't the right time. Like we haven't had time. We didn't have time. It was that whole idea of all of a sudden, despite the amount of time that they have had together, but in the whole sort of feeling for Fitz that, so he's finally divorced from Melly, he's finally available and single. So for him, it is the right time to a large degree. And for her, it just-
1: Yeah. I sh- don't think it'll ever be the right time for Olivia. I mean, that's what I say in, in the scene, you know, yeah. it's like, that's what's so sad. I mean, you know, look, both of them, Fitz is overreached. You know, both, both, for both characters, their fear makes them make poor decisions. You know, I think that maybe Olivia more than fits, but fits in sort of a, a moment of panic and bizarre compensation, you know, brought Liv to the White House, moved her in at the end of the last episode.
0: Yeah, which, by the way, was super... It was weird. was super weird. Kind of
1: creepy. And kind of w- creepy. And yet the alternative was to shun her, you know, like to, to, to reject her. So he had this weird flip-flop where he had to forgive her for doing what she did because he loves her so much and his way of doing that which is quite human i think was i'm just going to take control of the situation this is how it needs to be i'm just going to make it happen and then he could protect her from rowan in a in a much darker sense claim her away from rowan you know, there was there's, there's that very twisted thing of yeah. claiming Olivia from her father in, in a way that's not healthy at all. And yet also was a way of saying, I know what needs to happen. We just need to be together. We just need to do this. And I know that will be the, the, mm-hmm. the solution if mm-hmm. she just will be with me and I can protect her and I can control the environment mm-hmm. and keep these forces of darkness out. And I'm just going to handle it. I'm going to fix it. And I'm not going to stop. Listening to her Mm -hmm. and just do it, but of course, so many people have come up to me since last Thursday and said that was creepy (laughs) in that in that in that closet. Fitz was really creepy, and I I hope he's not going to turn into a creepy guy, you know. And I so I, I just thought that was really interesting. But where I guess my point is, is it sort of Fitz overreached in that and sort of enforcing that on Olivia, and obviously, if he had his wits about him, he would know that that is the one thing that would make her lash out against that you know yeah. and rebel but in the same way uh olivia she can't step up as much as she wants to and as much as she i think she does love fits i don't i question now will she ever is she capable of having a relationship is she capable of, of living a normal kind of life mm-hmm. or has her her scars are they really just too much to ever let someone in? i, I don't know you know it's a We're at a very dark place with scandal, right? at least with Fitz and Olivia.
0: Yeah, no, I think think definitively, and I think what's interesting about her is the situation that she moved into was so weird because all of a sudden, she sort of had to subsume who she was to be first lady, pseudo first lady, to help Fitz push forward the agenda that she's always wanted him to push forward, but she was doing it in a way that was not comfortable for her. When you think about it her main priority throughout has always been Fitz and Fitz's agenda and political agenda and his legacy and everything else but that in the one way that she had to perform as first lady she just couldn't do it.
1: That's true, but the point Fitz makes is that just needed a little time. Like it didn't have to be the way Olivia assumed it would be. In exactly. The White House doesn't have to be a cage. It's not a prison. He didn't communicate this properly to her, but Olivia Pope as party planner (laughs) was just a temporary situation to... You know, that they, we just need a little time to get the everyone's Everyone's behind us. Our poll numbers are going to go up. And then we can be ourselves and figure out our way of being. Well, as I say to her in the scene, yeah. you know, I'm like, we needed time to figure out who we are in this White House. You know, like, and she panicked the second that she was in there. It was like one dinner party. And she was like, I can't do it. And she bailed out, you yeah. know, so yeah. it's sad. It's sad. And if Fitz had similarly sort of maybe trusted Olivia a little bit more, and given mm-hmm. her a little time to find her way in, you know, but the, God, and then the whole pregnancy thing, that yeah, secret which is, is just.
0: by the way, such an interesting, like, sad thing of the thing which is not spoken of. Ugh. And by the way, it's not spoken of in the episode lo- at all. It just happens in the episode. There's no lead up. Right, that's
1: what I thought was so brilliant about it. But
0: it comes as this surprise. It's so shocking. You know, just a story surprise because, primarily because it's obviously a secret that she has from Fitz. Right. And you and I were talking about this at one point, but, the thing that I think is so powerful about this episode, I mean, there are millions of things that are powerful about this episode, but especially the, the Fitz-Olivia scene at the end, and we're having this conversation right now, is I spent the entire time in that scene agreeing with both of you because I can see both of your points of view. And you watch that scene, and I totally feel for Fitz because Fitz just says, get through this now, and then we'll be able to focus. She isn't able to do that and say that works for her, the time she needs is in a different place. And there's no, there's no reconciling that at the moment. It's like in the relationship and in that moment and in that fight or in that discussion or in that like heart-wrenching scene, you both are are absolutely right. It's just, you're not right together. And that's what. And she's so,
1: withholding this terrible secret. Oh my God. Her. Cause that, that was the thing that was so powerful. One of the things that, it was such an, an incredible experience to do that scene for Carrie and me, you know, uh,
0: I was going to ask you about I that. I think it's
1: my favorite scene we've ever done. One of the hardest, but maybe the most beautifully written scene we've ever done. Because it's so even-handed, it goes back and forth, and it's long. When she tries to leave the room at the end, and when I thought about, oh my God, she, she's trying to tell Fitz the truth. She's deciding whether she can tell him the truth or I not, know. and she chooses not to. It's so heartbreaking. Well, obviously, it's Fitz, I didn't know that.
0: It is, it is that moment where you're watching and you, you see in her face, is she going to tell him or she isn't going to tell him? Part of me goes, oh, my God, if you tell him. But the other part is, oh, my God, you have to tell him. And it's... it's I mean, can you imagine
1: how Fitz would react? Because I, I, his greatest dream in the world is to have a baby with Olivia.
0: Well, and it's jam in Vermont. With the it's children. everything, oh, yeah.
1: Smushy babies, is not that what we call them? Smushy. And uh, <laughs> smushy babies, we're gonna that's have right. lots of big smushy babies or something like
0: that. It's one of the most amazing scenes ever. How long did that take to shoot? It was at least half a day, which on our schedule is a lot
1: for one scene. You know, it's rare that you know you take six hours to shoot a scene on a, on any television show. Yeah. You know, we take our time to get it right always. But for those who don't know, you know. Classically, in a, in a movie schedule, one scene like that would certainly be at least half a day. You know, you shoot a, We shoot on Scandal from seven to ten pages a day. And on a big feature film, you you shoot about three. So um, that was a six-page scene. There have been a few of those this year.
0: Yeah, there have. That was
1: the most epic. This year's been so interesting because um, I was talking with Matt Byrne, who's mm-hmm. one of our writers. You know, We've sort of pulled back, I guess, in the storytelling on all this plot, all this sort of very story-driven stuff. There are those past episodes of Scandal where so many things are happening at once. It's madness. Oh my, madness, g- oh my you know, God, yeah. There's so many stories going on, and, and that's exhilarating. But this year, we've sort of pulled back, and it's really about the characters and allowing kind of earning these huge scenes. So I have had, and others as well, but I have had at least four, or three or four big, massive scenes. The oh. one with Melly and the dining room, we send the divorce papers. Oh, the scene the one with, with Cyrus. Jeff. When Cyrus, you know, when I ask him to come back and we talk about his mother. His mother's and, name.
0: I think also in this episode, you figure. Fitz and Liver having this gigantic reckoning. It's an amazing episode for Mellie too, who the filibuster, which is like somehow or another, Olivia finds time in between doing her job, planning a party, and the termination to get Susan involved. The Mellie filibuster is like one of my favorite things ever. The running and grabbing the granola bar and the banana from mm. one of, one of these senators and then our congresspeople and then jumping back and continuing to filibuster. And there's this great sort of victory, and obviously the super bittersweet ending, which is everybody getting ready for Christmas, basically, mm. and Liv is at home with a new sofa, alone with, alone a, new sofa. with a new sofa, and Melly's with baby Teddy, who's mm. now toddler Teddy, and Fitz is- ridiculous. Fitz is alone. He's alone.
1: Staring at the fire drinking scotch. <laughs>
0: Fitz's normal normal position. My general, you know, that's his default. Fitz um, Fitz can go through a fair amount of scotch, by the way. He does. Someone asked me on Twitter
1: last week if I drink as heavily as Fitz, and I said, thankfully, <laughs> I, I can say no, I do not. <laughs>
0: But I think you—I think the Scotch industry owes you something. They do. They, so they owe—I think our fine prop people something. You yes, something maybe.
1: Although I think that we don't have—it's never defined. We should get into some product placements. We need really to. We definitely find like you know 28-year uh, Glenfiddich or something like we do. that, right? <laughs> Because I think the scotches we use, are those fictional or not? Was Because
0: I know the, the wine is made up. The so Dubelé. The Dubelé is made up because we had many intense conversations here about Neuf de Pops. And there are many details about ages and stuff that we did. Yeah, I'd be curious to know about the scotch. We, we need to get into that, Tony. I
1: assume it's made up.
0: Well, many other things certainly happened in this episode, but Mm -hmm. I think, you know, you've got the Rowan relationship with Huck, which is super intense and interesting and just kind of amazing, and poor Jake. Well, and the whole father thing I find fascinating. So interesting.
1: You know, Rowan's sons, which is this new theme that seems to be coming in, you know, that Rowan views these poor, damaged men as his sons. And Jake coming home to dad, I just found so disturbing. When Fitz is, yeah. thinks Jake's going to take
0: Rowan out. The last scene, which is why don't you come inside? Right. Oh, yeah, and I'm glad Quinn has Charlie. Me too. Like, you know, <laughs> for all his faults, Charlie, Charlie has a good side.
1: He does. Charlie's sweet in his own deranged way.
0: He's very George Newbern-y. um Well, we have a lot of questions about actually that we sort of answered weirdly, which is like, what's your favorite scene or most meaningful to shoot with Carrie? Probably this is certainly one Probably of them, Probably
1: right? yes. You know, I got asked yesterday, I did a panel discussion, and fans were asking, uh, what's the favorite scene you ever did? You ever done with Carrie? And I said, I think it's the one coming up.
0: Danielle at Scandal this question's now moot but she said will Olivia ever have a pregnancy scare whoa which is interesting so Danielle you get
1: Danielle watch the episode and you'll get your answer
0: you get yeah you get a big shout out on that one Um, Maddie at ellenpompeo.io wants to know does baby teddy alternate weekends with Fitz and Mellie
1: no I don't think I think that um
0: I think Mellie gets him pretty much full time right
1: Well, Fitz gets gets his, we don't know yet what the arrangement is. One one night a week and then every other weekend or something like this. So maybe he does Although Melly's being pretty tough with Fitz about that.
0: LED or LD wants to know if Susan Ross and Melly both ran for POTUS. Who do you think Fitz would support? Susan Ross. Yeah, I think. No question.
1: You know, I think Fitz, he's never forgiven Melly. You know what I mean and they're they're both so much at fault and it's just things are so toxic between them. It'll be very interesting to see how Shonda and our writers create the next chapter in the relationship between Fitz and Melly. It ain't over, I'm sure of that because it's too interesting. So how do two people and similarly obviously with Liven and Fitz with things so stymied so convoluted and toxic? How how do how do people interrelate? You know, where do they go? I, I just am really curious to see where that goes.
0: It's so interesting because it's like you look at that with Melly and then you look at the number of secrets this episode in terms of just the weird position Fitz has been in. I mean, mm-hmm. when Olivia let her dad out and didn't, tell him i mean it just it feels like everyone to such a degree has been working in either shadows or emotionally is so deeply troubled even early on when melian cyrus sort of teamed up yeah. it's gotten really complicated and cyrus let's talk about that he's dark 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 i mean this whole sort of like olivia's running the white house stuff and his feeling of being left out and there's nothing good that's coming of that yeah You know, it's just kind of fanning all the fires. It's kind of Cyrus at his least constructive. You look at Fitz, Fitz has been surrounded by a lot of questionable dealings, I would Mm -hmm. say, which has been, I think, really tough. Andrea at Scandalicious wants to know, what do you feel are Fitz's best traits?
1: I think Fitz's two best traits are, number one, you know, he tries to make every decision, and this is what gets him into trouble, but from his heart. Like, he really tries desperately to come from a place of, emotional honesty in what he's doing whether it's as president or you know in his relationships uh, which gets him in a lot of a lot of mess you know the other thing is he wants to tell the truth he believes and keeps trying to enforce that if if everything was just laid out on the table and there was transparency then we'd all find a new equilibrium and Mm -hmm. i frankly think he's right so he's been trying for Four seasons now to go public with the Olivia Pope relationship. To he's been honest with Mellie almost from the beginning, and he keeps he has kept trying to put it out there and just come clean and tell the truth. And first it was you know Olivia and Mellie thwarted him at the end of season one. Then it was defiance. Mm-hmm. He found out that they'd rigged the election to make him president in the first place. Right at the point where he and Olivia were about to come together. Mm-hmm then, you know, they were trying to get together again, and we're almost there. And then Jerry was murdered, and he couldn't. And then even more than that, you know, where he's really tried to come clean. And I think that I, I really admire that about him. Frankly, you know, Olivia is really the one who... She keeps splitting keeps it up. She keeps, keeps splitting it up in a way. You know, it's Melly too, and it's Cyrus too. But really, Olivia, even though she is the person this season who said, I am the president's mistress, then when Fitz was like, all right, let's go, she was like, whoa, 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 whoa wait, you know, we can't. So Which... I do admire that about him. I think it's a really good quality trying though failing to live an honest life.
0: When you frame it like that too you look and you say he's only had one real mission for the longest time and that's Figure out a way to just be together with the person Mm -hmm. that he wants to be with, and each time he's tried, the person who stood in the way is normally the person that he wants to be with. That's right. Which is what the culmination of that scene is. It doesn't seem that complicated to Fitz because Fitz has always had the same agenda; it hasn't changed. The other thing I think is a really great thing about Fitz is I think Fitz is truly collaborative. Like I don't think he's a dictatorial president. I think one of the things you see in the relationship that I saw this season was yes, Olivia had his ear, but the point was he listens, and that as a president that's an incredible trait and as a person that's an incredible trait I
1: think that's true I, I agree you know he doesn't have a big ego about no. about it it's been a little tricky to navigate um, as an actor because I'm always very concerned of keeping fit strong and smart and he's surrounded by a lot of powerful forces and a lot of powerful women you know and, and, and Shonda does a very good job of to give me opportunities to do that you know like I was a little concerned a couple of weeks ago because we had the same when Cyrus was so resentful of Olivia from Cyrus's perspective Lil- Olivia's calling the shots but what Carrie and I were discussing is we felt that the great thing and the thing that really gets to Cyrus is that when they're together in the oval doing stuff they function so well together mm-hmm. but even as I said to her in the scene this week you know I said you think I didn't know what you were doing mm-hmm. you think any of that would have happened if I didn't let it happen mm-hmm. walking around here in your power capes acting mm-hmm. like you run the damn place <laughs> you know mm-hmm. That fits allowed Olivia that that freedom.
0: A question from It's Kim Bitch: What's on your bucket list if you have it? So Honestly, I mean I
1: have things I want to do, but I don't uh I don't put it in terms of my mortality. So I think the bucket list is it's on coming. his bucket list. The bu- bucket list is on my bucket list? Maybe
0: you're, but that's the bucket list. I don't want a bucket list. You don't want a bucket list. I just
1: want to do as much as I possibly can before the lightning bolt comes and strikes me down. The Pomfron? So it's not a specific list, because that's <laughs> just too much pressure. I don't know. I'm stressed out by this question
0: because I haven't made it. Too- He's with my mortality I'm with you. That's why I asked you, because I was like, this just makes me stressed. (laughs) Because I'm just sort of like, I'm trying to get through the day avoiding the windstorm and my own... And I'm just trying not to get hit by a bomb Exactly, that's that's basically... (laughs) On a cheerfuller note, Sarah J. wants to know, what's your favorite Christmas song? Do you have a favorite Christmas song?
1: I have a really weird favorite Christmas song, but I've always loved it since I was a kid. The one that goes, Good King Wenceslas once looked out on the feast of Uh Stephen. What is that song? I think it's Good King Wenceslas. Yes. It's like this reminds me of I feel like I'm in old England and snow is coming down and. I love that song. I I don't even know it. Obviously, I don't even know it. That reminds me of my childhood, which was not in England with snow. It was in Southern California, but. uh, That was an aspirational. It was an aspirational. That's an aspirational Christmas song. Exactly. (laughs)
0: Well, thank you so much for spending the time to do this because this, I mean, it was such an incredible thing to have you talk about this because I it's think always so much fun. everybody's reeling from the episode. and Myself included. I think your insights on the perspective of Fitz is great. I think you can see them when you watch you perform, but to hear you talk about it is just amazing. Oh, and well, thanks. I can hardly wait to see what happens for Fitz in the back half of the season here. Me too. Where are, just, are we going? I just want some good stuff for him, boy. because... It would be nice, I right? The it's been dude, hard. I think think divorces and dead children and the love of your life leaving. And I think it's just, and I hope you get some good policies through too, just for the record. I do too.
1: Also trying on that front.
0: Exactly. Look, thanks for following all of our Shonda Lynn shows on the various social platforms and getting caught up or rewatching on abc.com or by the watch abc app we're going away for a little while Um, we're going to be off the air and i think this is a perfect time for all you guys to catch up you should see everything at least at least four times because there's a lot to see and there's a lot to catch up on and there's a lot to talk about so remember those apps and and check them out and utilize them over the break and you can also go back and re-listen to past podcasts on itunes.com backslash shondaland to hold you over until we come back with another new episode or two or three or 10. And thanks again, EW.com, for posting the exclusive first listen of the podcast every Thursday night. So we'll be back with a new Shondaland Reveal podcast after the winter break. So keep an eye out on the various social platforms for the official announcement of the return date of TGIT. So Happy Thanksgiving, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, every other holiday that anybody celebrates. We're with you and we hope you have a great one. And if you don't celebrate a holiday or you're just gonna take a break, that's awesome too. And you'll be hearing from us again in the new year. Thanks again, Tony.
1: Thanks Betsy, thanks everyone. We love you gladiators.
0: Yay gladiators, (laughs) bye-bye.